Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this Wednesday as we kick off another week of covering horse racing Las Vegas style right here. From your gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, at our studios, Sports Talk 1400 AM, where we emanate and originate all this stuff. Okay, we welcome you to the show. Busy week. It's going to be a busy week here. Of course, we have Saratoga and Del Mar running. Always fantastic racing from breakfast, lunch, and dinner all throughout the week. You know that. But uh, this week, uh, we're going to highlight uh, racing north of the border of Canada, at Woodbine, where they, uh, of course, will hold their marquee centerpiece race, the Queen's Plate. And that'll be on uh, Sunday. The Queen's Plate coming up on uh, Sunday. And... Uh, all I can say is there's four big stakes races on Sunday at Woodbine. Headed up, of course, by the Queen's Plate, but there'll also be the Sweet Briar 2 stakes, the King Edward. And that is a grade 2 on the turf. And uh, the Canadian stakes, a grade 2 on the turf. On Saturday, they'll uh, start the weekend festivities with a couple of stakes races that catch a glimpse in the Soaring Free. They are drawing right now for the Queen's Plate, and so we'll have uh, additional coverage of uh, the Queen's Plate and Woodbine Racing this week, along with, of course, Tommy Masses and Ernie Perry's uh, selections. So it is Queen's Plate Week, north of the border, and, of course, one of our fine sponsors, Woodbine, so we'll be covering that for you. And uh, looking ahead to the Queen's Plate, and as I say, they are uh, drawing for the race right now. Uh, Mark Cassie, who is one of the top trainers, of course, in Canada, has uh, twice won the Queen's Plate. And this time he has two chances to make it a trifecta, or at least three in a row. Or not three, but th- uh, not three in a row, but three. Uh, he will, of course, uh, Sir For Sure and Hall of Dreams are the two that he'll uh, be entering into the uh, Queen's Plate for the big race this uh, weekend. So we'll uh, just wait and see what's going to happen there. Now, along the way, however... There's stakes races, and I'm talking about stakes races at tracks outside of, of course, Saratoga and Del Mar that have marquee stakes races <clears throat> all every weekend during their meets. 
But a track that we normally don't cover here, and that is the Century Mile. Going to have four stakes races uh, on Saturday, $300,000 versions, and a $200,000 race there. That's at the Century Mile on uh, Saturday. The $200,000 race is the Canadian Derby. And uh, that's a grade three. And the Canadian Derby, they've already drawn for that race. A full field of 13 for that thing. So uh, they'll be uh, they'll be jockeying, so to speak, for the uh, position there. And then on uh, Monday, coming uh, this coming up Monday, and I say that today because we aren't don't have a show on Monday, but Parks Racing is going to have seven races on Monday, all worth $100,000 a pop. Parks Racing on Monday will be kind of a special, really neat stakes race day on Monday at Parks Racing. And, of course, uh, you know, Saratoga and Del Mar will be highlighting a lot of great stakes races. Today, for example, at Saratoga, you've got uh, the Jonathan Shepard steeplechase, a grade one steeplechase race, and the uh, New York Stallion Series stakes races, the Cab Callaway Division, also on today. Tomorrow at Saratoga, they'll have the uh, Stap- Statue of Liberty Division, which is uh, for New York Stallion Stakes, uh, the Statue of Liberty Division. And then, of course, coming up uh, this weekend on uh, Saturday at Saratoga, the Alabama. Oh, yeah, the Alabama. And the Grade 2 uh, Lake Placid, which is on the turf. But the Alabama is going to have a throwdown. Again, with uh, Nest and Secret Oath, my understanding is uh, D. Wayne Lucas says uh, Secret Oath is coming into the Alabama as strong as ever. And we uh, we know that Nest was a part of the probables for the Travers, but she'll be going in the um, Alabama, the big race for the three-year-olds at Saratoga this weekend. So we got that on tap, of course. And, and Delmar will kick in with the Delmar Oaks for three-year-old Philly. So the Alabama and the Delmar Oaks are highlighting both coast-to-coast uh, races uh, for the three-year-old Phillies this weekend. Delmar Oaks, a grade one on the turf. So we got a lot of good stuff going on all weekend long. That's for sure. All righty. Uh, on today's show, we'll have uh, uh, Track Phantom Dave Valento's Canterbury Picks. We highlight Canterbury Park on Wednesdays and Thursdays on the show. And, of course, as you know, they got that 10% takeout. Talk about the uh, pick fours and the pick fives. So we'll be giving you uh, three selections from Dave Valento at Canterbury Park today. Of course, Jonathan Hardoon is standing by on his soapbox. And uh, John Lindo and Jerry J, of course, along the way, because we do have racing at Saratoga today. So we'll have uh, selections both from Jonathan, John, and Jerry for uh, Saratoga today. Looking out the window for the weather here in Las Vegas. Out the window of the studios, the sun is shining, the sky is blue, and the ground is dry. And for the first time in in weeks, we don't have any monsoon conditions. So now that I said that, now that the weatherman established that, we'll have a monsoon today, right? (laughs) But it's beautiful out, and monsoon conditions are not uh, prevalent uh, today here in Las Vegas. It's 84 degrees right now, about quarter after 7 Pacific time. And we're going to get up to 100 degrees today. 100 degrees today, 84. We start out and we'll top off at 100. But as we look through the week, so says the weatherman, the only time we have a chance for really any real big p- 
uh, precipitate chances, big chances, I should say, for precipitation is on Saturday uh, here in Las Vegas. But it looks uh, pretty good throughout the week. And by the way, uh, we're going to get down under 100 into the high 90s for the rest of the week. So it's going to be, it's almost that perfect time of the year. The perfect time of the year here is right around Labor Day when we start in earnest with football and college football and uh, the monsoon conditions are mostly over and we get that uh, the mornings that are a little bit more crisp, etc. It's a perfect time of year and we're just uh, just weeks away from that. But today is a perfect, it looks like a perfect day out here in Las Vegas. Now, as far as the rest of the country is concerned, and especially where some racing will be conducted today, up and down the Pacific Coast, clear, but no racing there. Atlantic Coast, uh, you got some action going up in um, South New York in part of maybe Connecticut, et cetera, then up in Maine, really in the uh, really big, uh, the most extreme corner of the Northeast, you got some uh, action going on. But it looks like it'll be good in Florida. looks like it's going to be good across the country uh, today as well. So with that in mind, we will uh, go to our first break, get that out of the way, and then we'll be back and we'll start uh, doing our thing. You got your racing menu. I'll give you the results of the uh, Twin Q from Sunday at Station Casinos. And then, of course, we'll be uh, conversing with Jonathan Hardoon, John Lindo, and Jerry Jake. I'm I'm sure these guys have a thing or two to say about what has happened so far last week and uh, what's about to happen this week, too. So don't go away. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Horse players, in 2020, Canterbury Park introduced a 10% takeout, traditional 50-cent pick five. That's the lowest takeout on the planet. This season, in addition to that low takeout pick five, Canterbury offers a 10% takeout pick four, beginning with the first race each day. Again, the lowest takeout in horse racing. Canterbury Park, we race Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 5 p.m. Central, and Sunday at 1. Canterburypark.com, home of the 10% takeout. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. 
Horse players, it's Paul Allen, track announcer at Canterbury Park. You've heard about our 10% takeout pick five and early pick four, the best value in racing, but Canterbury also hosts the largest Breeders' Cup betting challenge qualifier of the year. It's the Big Ten BCBC tournament, September 15th. Qualify now through weekly contests at expressbet.com and get ready to win one of 11 BCBC entries valued at $10,000. Canterburypark.com, come play. Formulator from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. Alrighty. Back on Race Day Las Vegas. And as we said, um, seems like D. Wayne Lucas has got uh, Secret Oath cranked up for a uh, really uh, a summit with uh, Nest, who has uh, beaten her twice so far this year. And, of course, uh, the most uh, outstanding of the two uh, defeats uh, by Secret Oath by Nest came in the Kentucky Oaks. But we'll wait and see, you know. Um, I'm sure that uh, D. Wayne Lucas uh, has her cranked up for hopefully uh, something real good. All right. Anyhow... We'll get started with the racing menu of tracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on this show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're here in Las Vegas on a beautiful morning, uh, these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks today. We are in the Pacific time zone. If you're listening on all our different other platforms like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas, .world, .global, your devices, your iPhones and your Androids with your apps, the KSHP uh, radio station apps that you get at your app store, so you can hear us now streaming. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting, we're there as well. So, however, wherever, whenever, want to remind you that uh, first post times mean Pacific. If you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to the Pacific time zone from whatever one you are listening. And then uh, we'll... You'll be all right. Okay? All right. So here is the menu for today. We begin. Certainly. I know you're ready. Right? Aren't you? Come on. We'll say it then. Thank you. All right. Uh, so today, uh, the first post time at Delaware Park, our first track up for grabs is at 9.30. 9.30, Delaware Park. After that... We have Saratoga. Now, Saratoga, of course, the weather there changes every 10 minutes. We'll find out the latest from Jonathan Hardin. They say the track is fast. The turf courses are firm. Should be about 70 degrees and mostly cloudy by the time they get started. Turf races today on the Mellon Turf Course, races 4 and 10. On the Inner Turf Course, races 6 and 9. And, of course, you already heard about the uh, stakes races today there. So uh, we need not... Uh, we need not tell you again, but we will. The uh, Jonathan Shepard Grade 1 Steeplechase is at hand at Saratoga today. Two and three-eighths miles. That'll be the opener. And then uh, one of the uh, two New York Stallion Series stakes races. One today, one tomorrow. But today, of course, is one of them as well. So that's what you got at Saratoga. And the first post time at 10.05, 10.05 at Saratoga today. Following that comes Finger Lakes, the other upstate New York racetrack at this time of the year. Finger Lakes. They have a pick six uh, carryover, regular pick six carryover. 
of $6,365 today at Finger Lakes and a first post time there again of 10-10-10. Then we go to Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs. Their first post time is 10.30 this morning. 10.30 at Pet Presque Isle. And then after that, you've got Colonial Downs. Now, Colonial Downs has got all of those uh, turf races. they got one, maybe two dirt races a day of their uh, cards, but uh, they're predominantly uh, turf racing, and they start out at 10.45. 10.45 first post at Colonial Downs. Horseshoe Indianapolis is next. Horseshoe Indianapolis has a super high five carryover, a regular one too, of uh, $2,659, and their first post time is 11.30. Following that comes Penn National, good old Penn Nat as we call it. Penn National's uh, first post time today is set at 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock at Penn National today. And then we um, have Canterbury Park next. We'll have uh, Dave Valento's picks in just a moment or two. Canterbury Park starts at 3.10. 3.10 today at Canterbury Park. And then we wrap it up with Evangeline Downs, their first post time, and Evangeline Downs is 3.30. By the way, back at Parks Racing, uh, and again, Parks Racing has a big pick five jackpot carryover today. Oh, oh, they do not. They're not racing today. I'm sorry. Okay. But they will have a big... Pick five jackpot carryover of $251,578 when they have that big racing card on Monday with those seven stakes races. So keep that in mind at Parks Racing on uh, on Monday. Okay? And that's your menu of racetracks available today in the racebook simulcast centers and racetracks across the country. All righty. Taking a look at some of the results uh, from uh, Sunday, real quick, before we get uh, Jonathan Hardoon in here. The uh, Mahoney Stakes at uh, Saratoga was won by Big Invasion. Christopher Clement and uh, Joel Rosario team up again. That horse was winning his sixth race in a row in winning the Mahoney and was the uh, prohibitive favorite, dead favorite, at $2.70 there. Rosario has won now 11 stakes races at Saratoga to date. 11 stakes races there, most of them graded, although the Mahoney was not. But 11 stakes races, my goodness. Uh, Jerry J had a nice reverse play win at Saratoga on Sunday. Dollar exact to pay 27. Uh, the reverse, the link-up, one of the link-ups that beat his key horse, paid 13.20. And uh, so that was good stuff at Saratoga on uh, Sunday. Del Mar. Featured a couple of stakes races, uh, well, actually one only on Sunday. That was the best pal for two-year-olds at six furlongs. The winner there, having a meltdown. Now, having a meltdown, John uh, Juan Hernandez aboard, having a meltdown for Bob Baffert. This was the ninth time Bob Baffert won the best pal. Having a meltdown was the uh, prohibitive favorite there, paying $3 even. And that horse, I'll tell you, Baffert is just loaded with two-year-olds. There's no doubt about this guy loaded with two-year-olds. Remember the day before, he had uh, he unleashed a two-year-old called Cave Rock that got a 101 buyer, two-year-old 101 buyer Cave Rock, and having a meltdown broke uh, the stakes record in the Best Pal on Sunday. He ran 110 and 22 one hundredths for uh, setting a new stakes race there. So it was a big week for Baffert two-year-olds, that's for sure, at Del Mar. 
John Lindo's Lindo report, by the way, hit the pick four, the late pick four. That suggested late pick four on Sunday, paying $112.50. And uh, Juan Hernandez, leading jockey there at Del Mar, capped off four wins by winning the last three races in a row, and, of course, one of them the best pal. So Hernandez doing good at uh, Del Mar. At uh, Woodbine, the Bison City was won by Sister Seagull at 540, and the Seagram Cup was won by War Bomber, uh, paying 38.40 in an upset there, and uh, Emerald Downs, they had, you, you got to love this. It's Sunday at Emerald Downs. You ready for this? They had the Long Acres Mile, which is the most historic race up there. But they had uh, an All Stakes Pick Four, and it started with the Washington Oaks. That winner, Tis a Macho Girl, paid $45 even. Next race was the Emerald Distaff. Zippin7Z was the winner there and paid $49 even. Then the next race in the series, the Muckleshoot Derby, You're the Cause won that race. It was the longest shot on the board, came from last to first, and paid $115.60. Those are the first three in the All-Stakes Pick 4. And then capping it off with the Long Acres Mile, that winner there sluzed his whiz. $8.80 for that one, outrunning Papa's Golden Boy and Five Star General. The 50 cent all stakes pick four. Winning numbers of 4, 10, 3, 1. One, this was one of only three live tickets going into the race. That one got it, and it paid $67,847.05. Boy, did Mount St. Helens erupt with long shots at Emerald on Sunday. Wow. Man, oh, man. Ellis Park had a, a series of stakes races. The Ellis uh, Juvenile was won by Top Recruit, paying 15 and 76 cents. They're going down to a penny payoff there. These payoffs sound really odd. The uh, Debutante won by Just a Warrior at $7.02. The Audubon Oaks won by Last Leaf, paying $8.74. The Groupie Doll was won by Little Tootsie, paying twenty eight ninety. And the Ellis Park Derby won by Steel Sunshine, paying $13.98. That just sounds doesn't sound right, does it? just sounds weird. All right, let's go to um, Jonathan Ardoon standing by. Jonathan, uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, bombs away at uh, Emerald Downs on Sunday, huh? Yeah, it didn't pay enough, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had to be a one. It had to be an all ticket there. I can't believe that they get the big, uh, yeah. big pots. Maybe, maybe two. I don't know, but. There were only three live tickets going into that last race. But, I mean, you know, you get a $45 horse, you figure, okay, that's the longest one. Then you get a $49 horse, and then it tops off with 115 going into the Long Acres mile. Wow. Mm. You want to hear something interesting about Cave Rock, the Baffert horse that won on Saturday? Yeah. His brother was entered in the sale, in the New York bread sale on Monday mm-hmm. at Saratoga, and he sold for 700000 I guess watching that race Saturday certainly uh, must have gotten him a couple of hundred thousand extra. But he went for 700000 and that was a record uh, highest price ever for a New York bread in the New York bread sale. Well, I mean, on, um, when, when's the last time you saw a two-year-old run a 101 buyer in a, a maiden breaker? How about they went exact same distance as the, as the race in New York for their two-year-olds? Uh, they had the stake race, and they went two full seconds faster for six and a half furlongs. I know it was at Del Mar, 
compared to Saratoga, but it was still two seconds faster. First out for that horse. That's something special, that horse. And uh, listen, like you said, Baffert is certainly loaded. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Saratoga special at Damon's Mound. Right. Right? He ran two seconds slower. <laughs> two seconds slower. And they and they said that was a knockout win. I mean, that was a – but, yeah. I mean, there were only three other horses against him, but it was a powerful performance on uh, Saturday at Saratoga. We've got some exciting two-year-olds out there, and I think they're mostly in Baffert's barn. Well, that's the way it is every year for the most part. Yeah. You know, uh, a derby horse, uh, a horse that hasn't won the Kentucky Derby that broke his maiden at Saratoga, I think won in like the last 40 years. Wow. So winning as a two-year-old at Saratoga may not be the best thing in the world if you're looking to win the derby. <laughs> okay, well, that that sounds fair, at least by uh, certainly the uh, record, that's for sure. Well, uh, you know, you've got Cyberknife heading for the Travers. At least you won't have to face Nest because she's going to take on uh, Secret Oath in the Alabama this weekend. Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be a four- or five-horse field again this weekend, Ralph. It's ridiculous. They have grade one stakes, and they can't get more than four or five horses in it. It just, it just looks bad for racing. And it is bad for racing. You know, uh, you get races like this, you want full fields. You know, one thing, the Travers will have a full field, and that will be the race of the meet, if not the race of the year. Well, you know, it's looking, it doesn't have uh, the quantity, but it certainly has deep in quality compared to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I mean, and you have horses that are really getting good now. Epicenter, Cyberknife, uh, early voting is back in, mm -hmm. uh, charge it. I mean, you can go through the whole list. And, and uh, believe me, uh, uh, the Kentucky Derby winner still may go off 20-1 uh, to 1 in yeah. the Travers. And they say he's he's doing well, too. So, I mean, all these horses you expect are doing well, and you're always expect, uh, you know, you're always looking out for a horse that's coming up to a race that doesn't look as good as he should uh, to try to eliminate a horse, but that's not the case right now, and I know we got a couple of weeks left, but I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at uh, horses that are coming in fine-tuned and ready to go on the Travers, and that's the only thing that we want, right? Absolutely. All right. So, you, what's your? You got anything on your soapbox, sir? I know you probably got something. Yeah, there. I'd like to tell. I'd like to thank Churchill for running the Arlington Million on the, on dirt that they painted green because that was not a grass course they were running on. The kickback was ridiculous. Even the jockeys and trainers after the race were complaining. Um, I mean, you know, to run a, a prestigious race like that on a turf course that's not a turf course, and I don't know who's to blame for it. I mean, Churchill, they laid out the money. It's not like they were being cheap. They put $10 million into that turf course, and look what they got. They got green dirt at this point. I hope they figure it out by the next meet. Well, you because, know. Because uh, the way it is, it's not grass. Money, money, and all that stuff, it does not influence Mother Nature. And so it's just going to take time, I guess, to get that thing right. And when you when you try to you know when it's starting to get just a little bit right, and then you run horses on it, you you uh, you know it gets a setback. You get what you got. I mean, but but again, other tracks have replaced their turf course. Look at Santa Anita's turf course. It's as beautiful, and, you know, yeah. they don't have problems with it, even on the East Coast. So, uh, New York doesn't have problems with their grass courses. I don't know what it was. Maybe you're right. Maybe they should have stopped sooner than they did. Maybe they rushed to use the course before all it was seated right. I don't know, but it's not good. 
Well, maybe the gambling gods are getting even because there's no doubt about the fact that Churchill Downs main track and how it can dry so quickly uh, by nature uh, after downpours, uh, that's the other half of the equation. Their, their main track is probably the most uh, resilient of many of any main tracks around the country. No question. It could rain there for hours, and in a half hour, <laughs> it's dry and yeah. fast. I don't know where the water goes, but that is true. That's an amazing thing about uh, Churchill. You don't see that anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's like you, or if you watch the Derby coverage early in the morning on Derby Day and it's raining there, and you think to yourself, oh, gosh, the track's going to be muddy. And then, uh, By the time they get to the Derby and all the pomp and circumstance and they finally get the horses out on the track, if the sun comes out, that, that track is ready to go and it's fast. Yeah. It is really yeah, amazing. That's for sure. All righty. Well, we'll uh, keep our eye on the um, uh, the dirt painted green uh, and substituting for grass at uh, Churchill Downs. But they haven't. Uh, they got. When, when's their fall? Their fall meet comes up in what? A couple of about a month and a half, maybe. At least. So hopefully by then they they and and they're probably only only going to run grass for a couple of weeks or maybe a month before they call it a season anyway. Yeah, that's true. But the 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 best grass racing right now that's left, and certainly in the state of Kentucky is the upcoming meet, uh, you know, uh, that short meet they have uh, there in uh, uh, Kentucky Downs. Oh, Kentucky Downs. Yeah, that's terrific. It's like a 10-day meet or something, and yeah. the purses are crazy, and the fields are full. Fantastic. And it's like a European-style turf course. They go up and down hills, and uh, you can make money at that meet if you play horses that have done well there in the past. That's the key to handicapping that surface because again it's a layout like no other yeah you know um there's nothing like it in, in this country i mean where they go up and down hills and uh it's interesting and uh again you have an opportunity there with the big fields it is european-esque in america that's for exactly. sure uh and and, exactly. and and that track year after year gets more popular and gets uh, bigger and better that meet is uh, that used to be like a throwaway meet to to comply with the regulations right it was a filler between it was a filler between you know yeah. Saratoga and Belmont or, or whatever and uh, yeah. people would take time off but now they're going to the pointing for that meet well it used to, it was a it was like an obligation so they can keep their gaming license there in that part of the country in Kentucky so uh, but it really has prospered and it's really a lot of fun to play and We'll be uh, playing it and watching it, that's for sure. That comes up in September. Of course, we have the Labor Day weekend. we got the Travers yet to come, the Pacific Classic with Flightline. we got a lot of good stuff happening yet at uh, Saratoga and Del Mar. And we do have a racing program today at Saratoga. And so you, Mr. Uh, Hardoon, it's been hotter than a pistol with your texting of picks. Uh, so if okay, you, so I'm going to hang up, Ralph. I'm going to hang up and text, text you me, yeah. <laughs> Do that. Why don't you? All right. Well, what are you doing today? I just want to point something out. It's yeah. an interesting horse in the second race today named Greeley and Ben. And Greeley and Ben is trained by David Jacobson, who retired from training a few years back, and now he makes his return. You know, he's been a, a, a big name in New York racing for a long time. His father was a trainer as well. He's won plenty of races. This is interesting, though. His first started back, he uh, bought for $90,000, and he's running them back for sixteen. Either he's desperate to find the winner's circle or uh, something's up here. But that, that's not our radio play. He's going to be yeah, one yeah. to five. Okay, well, well, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He, he bought the horse for 90000 It's in for a claiming tag of sixteen. 
And the Correct. He only found five other horses to go up against him. It's a six-horse field, and the morning line is one to two. Yeah, so I found that interesting. But nobody gives anything away for free, so obviously there may be a hole in that horse. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know he wants to win his first race back and everything else, but you can do it a lot better than willing to lose 70000 on the deal. So Yeah, because you're not going to make it back at the paramutual window at 1-2, to two, starting out at 1-2, to two, that's for sure. You might uh, take a look at uh, some other horses that are going to be beefed up in price, no doubt about that, right? Right, exactly. All right, where are we anyway, going? Anyway, Ralph, for radio today, we're going to look at the fourth race today at Saratoga, a mile and a 16th on the turf. By the way, the weather is nice. It's cloudy. It's overcast. They were predicting rain later in the day. But if you check your weather app, which doesn't really mean much here, supposedly <laughs> it's, uh, it missed. It missed Saratoga, it says, but I don't know. Anyway, fourth race today, a mile and a 16th on the turf. And, of course, this is a turf-only selection. I like the number one horse in here, Freedom Machine. Uh, this is a five-year-old mare from the Richard Schausberg barn. Jose Gomez aboard to ride. So this horse gets in light, gets uh, weight uh, from the rest of the field. She's listed at 6-1 to one on the morning line. Her three best races last year all run at Saratoga. She ran at Saratoga back uh, early in July 16th. She had trouble in that race. Mm-hmm. She was drawn outside. Now she draws the rail. I like the 6-1. to one. I like the weight off. And this horse should get a great trip in here. Number one, Freedom Machine. Upsets and wins today's fourth race out at Saratoga. All right, with the bug aboard, Gomez getting that five-pound allowance weight and breaking from the rail in the Milan 16th event at Saratoga in the uh, fourth race today. Jonathan Ardoon's play for the race day listeners. Number one, Freedom Machine, the one in the fourth. Tip of the iceberg, though. Get the rest of what he has to offer, and uh, you're just doing a Saratoga today, huh? That's the only track running. Okay. We do. All right. So uh, Thank get, you, Ralphie. get the rest at your website. Yep. Tell them what it is, buddy. J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com. Right. Thanks so much. All Talk right. To you in the morning. Stay safe. Be well. You too, my man. And uh, keep that soapbox going. Jonathan putting everybody on notice with his soapbox opinions. In any case, we're coming back. I'm going to give you Dave Valento's picks at Canterbury Park. Give you the results of the Twin Q that happened on Sunday at uh, Station Casinos, and then we'll kick it in with John Lindo and Jerry J. A little bit more for Saratoga before we end all this. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Here's your Twin Q results uh, from Sunday at Station Casinos, where they featured the Twin Q for $5,000 in the seventh and ninth races on Sunday at Del Mar. 
And so Delmar's seventh race on Sunday was won uh, by a horse that paid $8.40. That was uh, Peter Miller's second win of the day with uh, Giver Not a Taker. And the second horse paid seven eighty. So that's the first half of the Twin Q. And, of course, the second half was the Pest Pal Stakes, the ninth race on the card. We're having a, make da- a meltdown, paid $3 even. So um, it was pretty easy to have. And so the winning numbers were 8 and 9 and 5 and 10. Those were the win- winning numbers. And there were 22 winning tickets paying $227.25. Well, it's good enough for dinner. Anyhow. That was Sunday's Twin Q at uh, Station Casinos. You know more coming this week. We'll be back with Dave Valento's picks right after this short break from Canterbury. Horse players, in 2020, Canterbury Park introduced a 10% takeout, traditional 50-cent pick five. That's the lowest takeout on the planet. This season, in addition to that low takeout pick five, Canterbury offers a 10% takeout Pick four, beginning with the first race each day. Again, the lowest takeout in horse racing. Canterbury Park. We race Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 5 p.m. Central and Sunday at 1. Canterburypark.com, home of the 10% takeout horse players. It's Paul Allen, track announcer at Canterbury Park. You've heard about our 10% takeout pick five and early pick four, the best value in racing, but Canterbury also hosts the largest Breeders' Cup betting challenge qualifier of the year. It's the Big Ten. BCBC Tournament, September 15th. Qualify now through weekly contests at ExpressBet.com and get ready to win one of 11 BCBC entries valued at $10,000. CanterburyPark.com. Come play. All right, back on race day, Las Vegas. We got Dave Valento, Track Phantoms selections for Canterbury Park today. Dave says uh, his first play is going to be in the third race, in the third race at Canterbury Park today. He likes number one, Icy Wilburnay. Number one, Icy Wilburnay at Canterbury Park in the uh, third race, the one horse in the uh, third race at Canterbury. And of course, uh, that race will be at seven and a half furlongs and uh, 20 to one on the morning line. Again, I repeat, this horse is 20 to one on the morning line in the seven and a half furlong turf race, number one, I.C. Wilburnay. All right, then next comes the fourth race. So we might be even uh, get a nice juicy rolling double if these hit. In the fourth race, he likes number six, Thunder Rock. Number six, Thunder Rock and Roll, I should say. Number six, Thunder Rock and Roll is his play in the uh, fourth race, which is uh, a five and a half uh, furlong race, uh, and Thunder Rock and Roll is four to one on the morning line. And then for his uh, third of three picks today, we go right down to the eleventh race on the card. The eleventh race on the card is a uh, quarter horse race at uh, three hundred yards, and in that race he likes number three, Cool Susie. Cool Susie is the 9-5 to five favorite, a slight favorite over a 2-1 to one second choice there. So in that race, he likes uh, the 3 Cool Susie in the uh, 11th race at Canterbury Park. Now, don't forget, they got that 10% takeout and all that other good stuff. And uh, you can get the rest of day's selections today for Canterbury Park at uh, trackphantom.com. All right, we wrap it up with John and Jerry. Don't go away. John's next.
Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show. The only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on race day. Time to go to Southern California where John Lindo is standing by. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my man. The weather's getting just in that perfect, uh, you know, that perfect sweet spot right now here uh, today. At least today here in, in Las Vegas, that's for sure. Well, it's been a mild temperature. I, I see what only five days of over 100 degrees in August for for Las Vegas. That, yeah. That's unusual. So, and uh, now we're going to get to the fall pretty soon, and yeah. then that means football season for you guys. So things will be ha- happening as usual. Yeah, our Las Vegas Raiders are. Uh, 2-0 and in preseason, and all these young kids are really looking good for this new coach. I tell you what, the sports teams out there have been it really, really changed the, the nature of that town, and it's a great sports town. Yeah, it is. We are becoming the sports town, that's for sure. And, of course, our advertising says you come out for the game, whatever game you want to see at whatever you know facility we have here, but it's a sports weekend where you can – go to shows and good dinner houses and all that surrounding the game itself. And that's one thing that our town can offer here that a lot of almost no town in America can. The entire experience of Las Vegas sticking a, a great, uh, you know, uh, sports contest in between. Well, I tell you what, you know, the Golden Knights kind of set the tone. You can yes, watch a did. hockey game in the middle of the wintertime. Well, you know, if you're living in Calgary, why not come out to Vegas for a weekend and, and watch a little better weather and a few things to do out in your town? No question about it. Listen, uh, tomorrow we will talk about Delmar's halfway point where they're uh, breaking records and, and uh, certainly having a great meet there so far. And they're having a great meet there so far with, uh, with uh, the, uh, a good safety record for horses, too, and that's important. Both services are very good this year, Ralph. They're very consistent. They haven't changed much at all. The weather's been consistent, which helps. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we're, we're starting to see the better horses from the Bob Baffert stable. You're seeing those good two-year-olds that Ooh. you've mentioned, Cave, Cave Rock, and having a meltdown among them. Uh, you know, we're going to see Flightline in the Pacific Classic over Labor Day weekend. Yeah. He worked uh, six furlongs, unbelievable, last Saturday in 112 and change, and he'll work another 
uh, I think six or seven furlongs this Saturday, about 6.30 in the morning, and uh, he's doing as well as can be expected. So looking forward to him trying two turns for the first time in the Pacific Classic. I could tell you, John, that you know, seeing a horse work out in a fast time or comfortable is one thing, but seeing how they do it in their stride and everything, this horse has got a monstrous stride, and he looks like he floats over the racetrack, and you really, it's like you can't believe he's going that fast when he's doing it so easy. Yeah, it just, you know, he, he just gets in a rhythm and doesn't look like he's running hard. It's like an open gallop, but it's just, it's naturally fast. He's yeah. a naturally fast horse, and now we just need to find out, well, how far will he carry that speed? There's been no limitations so far, and in the morning, he doesn't show any limitations, so uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, if he checks that box in the Pacific Classic yeah. going a mile and a quarter, that, that puts him on another level as far as, uh, you know, horses of, of the ages kind of thing. Yeah, Katie barred the door at that point. And I know that your Lindo report is covering Saratoga today because there's no racing at Del Mar. You'll have Del Mar for the rest of the week and the weekend. But uh, as you normally do on the Lindo report with all of the selections and the suggested late pick four, you also have some of that goody information at the bottom that includes uh, the leading uh, jockeys and trainers uh, leaderboard. Yeah, it's Saratoga leaders going into this week. Arad Ortiz is your leading jockey. He's got 35 wins. Hmm. Joel Rosario is in second with 28. And Luis Sayez is the, rounds out the top three. He's got 26 wins. Chad Brown's been the leading trainer from the start. He's got 27 winners. Todd Pletcher is a clear second with 20. And then you have Bill Mott, uh, Mike Maker, and Christophe Clement. They're tied with third. They each have 10. So you see how Brown and Pletcher are kind of dominating uh, Saratoga. I'll tell you, not only uh, he may not be dominating as far as the amount of wins, but Rosario, out of his 28 winners, 11 have been in stakes races, and a lot of them graded stakes races. Yeah, that, that kind of works, doesn't it? You, <laughs> yeah. earnings, per, earnings per start, I think he's doing just fine. I know he is. All right, John, we've got uh, we've got Saratoga today, and I know you you have a, a pick over at Saratoga off the Linda Report. Let's go to race number six at Saratoga. Again, I'm hoping this race stays on the, the grass. There's some rain uh, possible later today, but I don't think you're going to get a lot. Let's, let's assume this race stays on the turf, and if uh-huh. it does, number six, analogy is the horse for me. This horse got shut off after the start last time, got stuck in traffic down on the inside, never really got out, and uh, rider switched to a rat or tease for Todd Fletcher. Same condition, a little better trip. I think this horse can turn the tables 4-1 to one on the program. Number six, analogy, race number six, Saratoga. All right, leading jock Irad and Tyler Ple- uh, Ty- Todd Pletcher are the team here. Number six, analogy, the six in the one-mile turf race is the sixth race on the card at Saratoga. Don't forget, folks, just get everything that the Lindo Report has to offer. Complete, one page, there at the uh, South Point Racebook free of charge. The selections, a suggested late pick for, and all of the goody information on the bottom that helps you handicap uh, the races as well. And, uh, John, we will let you go, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, and just a quick note, Ralph, for mm-hmm. those following international racing, Bayid made his record 10 for 10 just now. He won the Judmont International Did he? overseas. Yeah, and that's his first time going a mile and a half, and he did it just as easily as he's been winning those mile races. He's something else. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's uh, hopefully he's uh, heading for Breeders' Cup. Well, that is a Breeders' Cup uh, winning you're in. I will see what the connections say about possibly coming to the United States. All right, we got him. We got flight. We got a lot of good horses out there. I want to keep all the parts in the right place too. I hope so. Let's keep them all sound and uh, get get to November. All right, you got it, my man. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Good luck today. All righty, uh, Jerry Jackowitz. Good morning.
Good morning, Ralph, and everybody out there in the world of racing. Well, you know, I got to tell you, these uh, these two-year-olds are really starting to impress. I know that Bob Baffert's got a, a whole stable full of them, but uh, as uh, Jonathan alluded a little bit earlier, got a couple of nice ones over on the uh, east coast at Saratoga as well. Yeah, we sure do, and um, I'm not going to name names right now, but uh, I think we're going to have a great um, a great season to evaluate them and to play uh, the races right up through the uh, Breeders' Cup because. Uh, you know they're running some. I mean, they're just running some really spectacular races. So, yeah, and we saw back. You know, back, um, Cave Creek. You're talking about Cave Rock. Cave Rock. I'm sorry, yeah. Cave Rock. Um, you know, just was. I mean, he did that down on the inside and yeah. um, against the closing bias, and yeah. um, you know, just kept going. Yeah. So. Yeah. There, 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 there are a lot of good ones, yeah. Yeah, Cave Creek is a little town in Arizona. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and got, uh, and before you have... Nice town, too. <laughs> yeah, and before you have your meltdown, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which has set a track record in the uh, the uh, the best pal on Sunday for Baffert, right. uh, we'll get some picks from it. Uh, any assessments at Saratoga uh, that we ought to know? I, it seems like the track is playing really fair. You know, just the other day I, I was thinking, you know, maybe they're really not, they seem to be avoiding the rail and then um, horse comes right up the rail and wins. So it, the track seems to be playing really, really honestly. So uh, um, that's that's a good thing and something that uh, um, we really should like. And uh, so the horses, uh, you know, it, it's it's a really good, true surface. It's a little bit of a tiring surface surface so it gives us a good advantage i think the the last few weeks of the of the meet will be really fantastic for us so all right well uh let's get started with a couple of picks at saratoga after your after your nice reverse play uh selection one on sunday at saratoga with one of the link-ups beating uh your key horse and the reverse exacta comes back 27 bucks for a dollar yeah, it was, you know, it was really, oh, no, no, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, no, no, oh, yes. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was another, uh, we've, we've been going right along through this whole uh, Saratoga meet, and we're finding these good pop-out keys, and whether they win or they come in second, we've been able to really cash, and um, I think, um, I, I like what I see up at Saratoga an awful lot. Which... Anyway, let's go to the fourth race for our first play today, Ralph. All right. This is, um, we're going a mile and 16th on the turf. Freedom Machine moves from the ten post down to the uh, actually the nine post down to the one post. <clears throat> Gets uh, Jose Gomez, who's a terrific uh, bug boy, and I love the way he sits a horse. Uh, this is for Richard Shosford. This is sort of second in the cycle. Uh, this horse has consistently run very well at Saratoga, and mm-hmm. I think the one post on um, today is an advantage. So let's take a shot with the one at six to one in race number four. Okay. Make a good win place bet here and play the one with the five, seven, eight and do reverses. All right. You and Jonathan Ardoon came with the same horse today, so we get a double whammy. Oh. Good housekeeping seal of approval on number one, Freedom Machine. In the fourth, your link-ups are five, seven, and eight and reverse, $2 ROI, two to win on the one, and we get one more. Yeah, let's go to the final race, the 10th. Number seven, fun while it lasted. Uh, just, I just love the horse shipping in from uh, parts. Again, a horse that really handles Saratoga really well. This filly, I think, is going to be double tough today. Gets Javi Castellano up. You know how good he's been riding. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
So I like the seven an awful lot, and we're getting a nice, robust nine to two on it. I'll play this a win and place bet and play the seven over the two, six, nine, and ten. Do my reverses. The seven. This is my featured play in pop out key. Fun while it lasted. The seven in the tenth. All right. Now I do have to say that that's in the tenth race. I think you said the eleventh at the beginning, but that is oh. the tenth and final race today. The seven oh, yeah. over. To seven over two six nine ten and reverse two dollar ROI two to win on the seven in the tenth. Get the power pages for all the races today at Saratoga, right now at uh, Station Casino Racebooks. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race.